0: Welcome back to another episode of the Just an Epic Life podcast. My name is Nick. I'm sitting next to my stunning bride, Kesley. Kesley, how are you today?
1: We're done with the alphabet.
0: Well, well, that was so season one. So season one, okay. And we are in season two.
1: It's me, not you. Yeah, it's all good. You got glare on your face. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, I'm fabulous, Nick. How are you?
0: I am fired up. You've a little bit of stuff on your teeth. It's all good. This is this is love. Is it it done? Is it done? A little bit. Hmm. I mean if you really zoom in on the recordings. Don't zoom in. Don't zoom in. Uh then you can see just the little specks. Just little specks. All nice. right. Uh for our listening only audience, you you didn't get to see that, but I'm sure you could imagine it. For our viewing audience, we're so glad that you are here for this second season where we are adding video to our podcast. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. I think every single episode we're going to keep getting uh working out little details and maybe by season six we might have, to have our ideal technology well when we were doing the the church from our, our from our house oh my gosh it was what do you think week number 30 when we finally had how a many times did we product? go
1: live in the middle of the week on our Facebooks and whatever so that we could work stuff out it was it, it was, was fun it, it was, was beautiful a, it was it was a journey it was a journey. It was a journey. Mm.
0: Uh, so I'm fired up. Uh, I am ready for this uh, new thing that we are presenting in our podcast series where we are essentially experts. Uh, I, like, we don't pretend to know everything.
1: We're not going to use the word experts no. because this is a liability for me in my industry. But we are specialists.
0: Yes, we are specialists. Uh, we know... Uh, there, there's a vast depth of knowledge that we can pull from a vast depth of experience that we can pull from. We're still learning. We're still learning what to do. We're still learning what not to do. And the way that we do things won't necessarily fit your situation. Uh, so uh, whenever you need to, of course, ask for tax advice, legal advice from professionals. Uh, we are simply specialists. So this is the beginning of a series where we're going to share with you specialized information that may help people that you know. So if you uh, know anyone who has a mobile home within a mobile home park where it's on leased land, this episode is specifically for them uh, and we do ask that you share this. Uh, and if you are listening and this is, this is part of your life, uh, we hope that you take away some great knowledge today. This
1: will also work for owned land. It's, it's difficult to say that it could only be in leased land versus owned land. Uh, a mobile is a mobile. Or manufactured home, depends on which state you're in, um, as to what they consider it to be.
0: Got it. Our uh, specialization is in Arizona. Uh, so it, the things that we're saying today apply specifically to here. So today, I want Kesley to share with you where she is a specialist and one of her specialties is taking care of her clients and making sure that her clients get as much money as possible in their pockets, in their bank account at the end of the transaction when they're listing their home.
1: And what I'll say is a lot of this can be applied to a non-mobile home. I mean that he wants me to stay in the mobile home realm. and yet if you're listening and you're thinking you want to sell your house, no big secret. This is going to be very similar. There'll be a few caveats to that. And yet the reality is, is that much of what I'm saying will apply.
0: So. Got it. Excellent. So, uh, Kessley is, uh, owner and, and co-founder of the daughter, dad, real estate team. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, daughter, dad team. Daughter dad Team. And you work with your father and you also have many people on your team. Uh, and you help people. How do you help them?
1: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, I get the unique dynamic of my team because I do co-own it with my dad. So the cool thing is is that he and I both work as, like the boss, the owners. Um, And we are what we call lead listing agents. So uh, we have a full-time buyer's agent. So let's just talk about that for just a second because I think some people don't understand that and that's great. So basically my job, 90% of the time is to work with all of our sellers. So I, my job is to acquire the listing. My job is to help facilitate the, the whole, I hate to be so sterile but whole transaction um or experience is what I like to use when I'm talking to my clients the whole experience of selling their home and dad does that too so he and I do that as as a team partnership now with that said um I am not the perfect real estate agent for every client and dad is not the perfect real estate agent for every client so we understand the ins and outs of our our clientele and who works best with each um client we're all different and There's that. And then Sherry is our full-time buyer's agent. So she works only with buyers. So um, she doesn't take listings. I take care of all of that. Um, If she has somebody who wants to list their house, I just run the experience and Sherry runs the buyer experience. So that means if somebody wants to buy a home with me, I'm like, great, I'm gonna put you with the best person, and that's Sherry, and she gets you through the buying experience. Um, why is that important? Because then you understand each role, right? Like Uh, you, uh, you taught choir for 18 years and, or close to, uh, and a math teacher could not come over Hmm. and teach choir, even though they know how to count to four, one, two, three, four. Right. So, uh, the same is exactly true in our business. So could that math teacher come over and do it? Yes, absolutely. I'm sure they could figure out if you labeled the piano and you gave them music, and YouTube, they probably could figure it out. And the experience would not be as great as if you were teaching that. And vice versa. Could you go teach Pythagorean Theorem?
0: Well done. Way to pull that out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Math term.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And yet, probably not as well as you could choir. So it's the same type of thing. You, we just have our specializations inside of the team. And then of course we have Tracy, who by the way, is like the most extraordinary transaction coordinator and she makes sure you get all the paperwork. So I don't even handle the paperwork. She does all that. And then our director of ops, Nicole, she handles all the marketing, all the overseeing of everything that is not transactional based.
0: Okay. So Situation: It's not necessarily a mobile home. It's not necessarily a standard home. But let's just say there is a property. Uh, I, as a property owner, I want to sell my property, and I know that partnering with real estate professionals costs money. And if I think that I might be able to save money by just listing the property as for sale by owner, mm. how would you? Uh, show your value to someone like me who sees it as an opportunity for me to save money. I can sell the home.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I love this. So actually the national association of realtors says that a for sale by owner sells for eight to 12% below market value. Now in most cases, not all cases, I cost less than that. Uh, and then, then you have, um, in Arizona, we as realtors pretty much kind of act as the attorney that facilitates the the contractual part. And so we help keep you out of court. We don't want to go to court. You don't want to go to court. Arizona is a full disclosure state, which is very important, which basically means if you forget to disclose something, somebody can sue you. Although we joke and say that anybody can sue anybody for any reason, so you could just blink wrong and they could sue you. So, the biggest part of my value is helping you helping a seller facilitate the selling experience. Um, and quite frankly, my team gets more money for the home. Now the for sale by owner may have like an unrealistic number that they just throw out there to see if it works. And that doesn't, that, that doesn't sell an unrealistic number doesn't sell whether you're with a real estate agent or otherwise. Uh, so things that we do, uh, we market the property, which you can't, I mean, you could throw it up on one of the big, Websites that I'm not allowed to say, uh, <laughs> and maybe you get some traction. And yet, what I typically say to a for sale by owner is, Where are you going? Because if you're going to purchase a property, are you going to use a real estate agent?
0: Probably. Probably. Because that's how I access what properties are for sale.
1: Right, right. And here's the, probably you're going to use a real estate agent. So if you're not, if you're a for sale by owner and you're going to put your home on the market, you're going to let anybody into your home. I mean, you don't know if that person's a serial killer and I'm not joking here. Like the reality is, is that when we work with buyers, they are fully qualified. We have seen either cash proof of funds, not actual cash. I don't want to see that or a pre-qualification letter from a lender. So we know that they can actually purchase a property. And so we're not dealing with looky loos. In fact, on the seller's side, as a, as a, a way to protect our sellers, we don't allow non-qualified people to see their properties. We don't allow the look you lose, unless we're holding an open house, in which case you're going to get all sorts of things. But we are not going to say, Hey, Mr. Seller, it's five o'clock on Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday afternoon. And somebody would like to see your home in 15 minutes. Can you exit your property so somebody can see it? We're When we make that phone call, we're making sure that that person is pre-qualified and can actually purchase your home.
0: So is it, Is it realistic to think that, let's say, I post my home without a realtor and I post it on Facebook Marketplace? How many messages might I receive that says, "Yeah, I want to come see your home"?
1: Oh my goodness! You and I did this accidentally just to see what would happen. Not with our own home, with with one of our mobile homes, Uh, and I had COVID.
0: You did. You were upstairs with with COVID. You're like, I'm gonna try out Marketplace. Yeah,
1: I tried out Marketplace, and uh, I think in 30 minutes I had. 30 responses. Now, if you have ever sold- That's a good thing
0: though, right? Uh, 30, 30 responses. Well,
1: well, wait, Nick. So if you have ever posted anything on Marketplace or OfferUp or Craigslist, you probably have had these people. They want to know, is it still available? And then they I hate the term, ghost you. And then you never hear from them again. So 30 of those where you go back and you're like, yes, it's still available. And then maybe one or two come back to you. And guess what? They're not pre-qualified. These people are hoping and praying that they can, you know, get your property. Not to mention your for sale by owners. They are, they, you are a target for an investor and or somebody else who wants a deal because they, because they know you're not paying a commission. So if you're not paying a commission, then they want that deduction. And also, if the buyers are running around with a buyer's agent already, do you really want to put yourself in a position to go up against someone like me? Who I understand the contract inside out, upside down and have an attorney on retainer just in case. No, you don't. You want somebody on your side who has exactly the same thing. Got it. So, yeah, you could go be a for sale by owner, but then you're probably going to have a buyer who is going to be retaining counsel or representation is what we call it.
0: Got it. Now let's talk about uh, the this, this specialization of manufactured homes. Yeah. Mobile homes. There are people like me, I am licensed as a manufactured home dealer broker in the state of Arizona. Yeah. Why should someone list their home with you, a licensed realtor, instead of using me, a licensed manufactured home broker? Yeah.
1: So uh, first and foremost, I have access to things you don't have. So I can put it on multiple listings. So the multiple listing then syndicates to your major websites. And because I'm an agent with the brokerage I'm with, we syndicate to 650 websites. You as a dealer, you're going to put it on Marketplace. I know you are because I see other dealers just like you that do it. Uh, You're going to put it on one of the mobile home selling sites. And you might put it on one or two of the the bigger websites that people are perusing. Um, I wonder... And I don't know. I wonder if those dealers pre-qualify their buyers like we do. Um, they're dealing with different contracts and yet, um, the dealers are getting less money than I'm getting because I can syndicate and I can market it to a much bigger, uh, audience. We're what we find is that the ones who sell with dealers are probably selling for 10 to $30,000 less than we can get them.
0: Got it. Got it. So, uh, What should I be asking you that I haven't asked you about, uh, deciding to, uh, enlist in the services of a qualified, highly qualified realtor versus any of the other alternatives?
1: I think that, uh, you said highly qualified. I think we could touch on that for just a second there. Um, in Arizona, there's like 60,000 real estate licensees. That's a lot um and just like in any industry the top 20% is probably doing 80% of the work and i think in our industry maybe even 20% of the 20% are doing it so i think that there is a difference between realtors um and i love the people who are like oh my cousin is a realtor oh my aunt is a realtor that is great i am a cousin i am a niece i am an aunt i am a sister i'm a friend i get that and yet The highly qualified is the important thing. You are trusting this realtor with a very large investment. And I have seen people use their friends or their niece or nephew and it goes awry or they don't make as much money or it's maybe a realtor who hasn't done as much production or is part-time and they're not in the market. And I think this is something that separates me inside the mobile homes is that we don't sell just one of these a year. And lots, and there are many realtors out there who do, or it falls into their lap because like, I got a referral today from another agent who she said, this is a friend of my family and I don't sell these. Like, could she? Yes. And yet she understands the value of having somebody who's an expert in that or uh, specializes in that and what that can do for her client. So she's not willing to take it on because she doesn't understand the ins and outs of it. So I think... Uh, be aware of who you're getting into business with and into partnership because it's
0: huge. So when you are in a transaction with another realtor, is it clear to you who specializes in manufactured homes and who is doing it for the first or second time?
1: Yes. And honestly, I wish these realtors would just tell me. It would save me guessing. Now, by the way, I'm not guessing. I can pull their production and see what they've sold. So then I know if I'm dealing with somebody who understands them, the, a couple of big things when you're selling mobile homes, at least from a listing agent's perspective and buyer's agent is like, we have relationships with inspectors who do mobile homes. Not all inspectors understand the ins and outs of a mobile home. I was joking, not joking, a transaction a couple of months ago The inspector came out and it was not a ground set unit. It had skirting. So you've seen these, they're up, you have to walk up steps in order to get to them. And then it has skirting, what they call skirting all around the bottom. And uh, the inspector said there wasn't enough ventilation and that mold would happen. Okay, we're in Arizona. It's currently 107 degrees and it's dry. The humidity is like zero, negative zero, negative 32, probably. So the idea of getting mold in the skirting of the mobile home is unlikely. So
0: where would that occur?
1: Oh, hold on. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be too, too long winded here. This is going to be what makes me the expert or the specialist. So I called my inspector and I was like, Hey, I've never seen this before. What do you think? He's like, that's the silliest thing I've ever heard. He said, ask the inspector for the statue." So I called the inspector and I said, tell me where the statute is about this. And he, he says, I'll send it to you later. So he sends it over and my interpretation is not that ventilation needs to happen. So I send it to my inspector and I said, Hey, what do you think? He's like, I don't read this either. So then I go back to the other inspector and I said, Hey, we disagree. This is, this is a bad idea. And he's, he says, I'm going to send you a couple articles. So he sends me two articles, both referencing Florida. Now, let me tell you about Florida. It's hot. But it has humidity, so ventilation could be an issue. So it wasn't a mobile home park. It did have skirting all around it. I said to the buyer's agent, I said, would you like me to remove the skirting? And then the mobile home park will tell you to put it back on. And she's like, well, we're just worried about mold. I said, you're not going to get mold. Drive around the whole community and you can see that this is how it is. So uh, the the agent didn't understand that skirting, skirting, and she probably didn't understand that she could look at what everybody else is doing. And the inspector was not educated enough inside of mobile homes so when when you work with us with mobile homes we have our entire team understands that our escrow team understands how to do mobile homes in parks and on land um, and then you know our inspectors we have a relationship with the appraiser uh only because we sell so many of these he just calls and says hey don't forget to put a lockbox on the property so i can get in
0: got it got it so uh w- within this series that we're going to be continuing Uh, we're going to be talking about the ins and outs of listing your property, uh, versus the other options that sellers have. So, uh, in our next episodes, we'll be able to talk to you about, um, what other options they have. I'm excited for you to talk about the four quadrants. I assume that applies to this type of situation, For uh, and uh, we can also talk about what sellers can expect when they're selling within parks, like what's expected of the parks, mm-hmm. how to handle that if there's not money available for the repairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another area that uh, I plan to ask you about is when we have family members who inherit mobile homes mm-hmm. from the loved ones who've passed away or loved ones who are transitioning to live with family or or uh, assisted care facilities so uh i think that the wealth of knowledge that you have developed over the last decade Mm -hmm. uh, plus decade Decade plus plus. is unparalleled to anyone that i've met so i'm excited to essentially let out the secret that you are a badass (laughs)
1: I'm sorry we didn't get to all the things you wanted to. I kind oh, no, of no, no, derailed no, 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 everything. No, no, no.
0: This is great.
1: I, I just I think that there's a lot. I was telling, I was telling Yolanda today. I said there's just a lack of education inside of the terminology we use. Like you say, for sale by owner, and some people just say FISBO, and people go, "What is that?" And that's just FSBO, right? Mm-hmm. And before acronyms. So I think that there's just a lot of
0: and many people in your industry, like the not in your industry. The people who call you on sign calls, mm-hmm. they don't understand the difference between owned land and leased land. 100%. It doesn't occur to them. Right. So I'm excited for you to educate the, the community because it is, it's is—it's a undereducated
1: one. You know, field. you know I think it is. At yeah. 100%. Like we should be teaching not just about mobile homes, but like about homes in general, right? Like I listened to a podcast, I think... I think it was Gary Keller talking about how he rented an apartment because he didn't know anything better when he was 19 Mm. or whatever. And I always say, if we could teach our community to purchase instead of rent, right? They're going to, they're going to be giving somebody else their money. If we could teach them to buy instead of rent Got it. and mobile homes could be a stepping stone. I talked to an 18 year old last week and and she said she was 18. And I said, congratulations on looking at purchasing something and starting to build your wealth journey. And she was like, Oh my gosh, thanks. But If you're going to go spend the money on a rental, on on an apartment, $2,000 to get in, plus first month, last month, all that other fun stuff, you can buy something easy.
0: So uh, I know that through this podcast, people can contact us, but what's the best way for someone to ask you a question or someone to ask you for your expertise? How can they reach you?
1: Uh, You can contact the team. Uh, at 602-734-5659 or info at daughterdad.com. Um, certainly you can DM any me or Nick or any of my team members. You can also reach us on our Instagram, which is daughterdad. No, I actually, I don't think that's what it is anymore. Uh, you can find daughter dad on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I your think it's your just,
0: Instagram. If oh yeah. Kesley
1: like. realtor. Kesley realtor. K
0: E S L I E.
1: Realtor, yeah. And it's Realtor, not Real-Itor. You don't have Docator, so. Got it. I'm this just person.
0: makes me think of Modern Family.
1: Gosh, oh, gosh. Phil what Dunphy. A,
0: what a great, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love I it. I love him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes, I am that mobile home guy, but for the purpose of this conversation, I am sitting next to the expert. When, when I was in the classroom being, sorry, I used the E word again. I should stop saying the E word. She is the specialist. Between the two of us, genius over here. Uh, when When I was doing very well as a choir director, she was doing very well in her field. And it was so clear to me that as I was transitioning to the next part of life, I wanted to ride her coat ride her coattails and then see where that like propels us he's smoozing me right now I, what i have to like be like Kesley, you're amazing mm-hmm. thank yeah. you so much for the Ego opportunity to work alongside you you love working with me. i do it's very fun and i i enjoy uh getting to spend extra time with you speaking of spending time Thank you for pay, uh, paying attention to this. Thank you for investing your time in this. Mm-hmm. Whether you're doing this uh, through all the audio format, through your preferred podcast provider, of course you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, whatever it is your preferred podcast provider. Uh, we do encourage you to go back and listen through all the episodes leading up through this. Season one was a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you who are joining us on Instagram Live, thank you so much for joining us. Those of you joining on Facebook Live, live thank you for joining us and uh it may have just turned off on facebook we just heard that click because your computer may have closed that could have been an awful oh no because that's how we upload everything i don't know we'll figure it out we shall figure it out uh so maybe we'll have a partial video recording that we will upload to youtube uh so i'm looking forward to the rest of the series It'll be good.
1: Me too. Yeah. It'll be fun. So
0: until next time.
1: (laughs) Enjoy an epic life.